0: welcome back. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Uh, I'm kicking the show right off with my biggest concern, right? Anthony Davis is not healthy. Can the Lakers get out of the, f- listen, I don't think they can make a finals run unless both AD obviously and LeBron are healthy. Can they get out of the first round without Anthony Davis?
1: You know, Anthony, I, uh, this is a sore subject for me. Um, Cause you know, I'm a, true Blue Laker fan. And uh, I am very excited about what they can do if both of the stars are healthy, as you just mentioned. My biggest concern is AD is injury prone. You know, every time you turn around, there's, even when he plays, it always looks like something else can happen. You know, during the game, there's this cringe or, uh, man, he goes down, you think he might not get up or he gets hit and you think, oh man, he's going to be hurt. I'm really concerned because the great Laker teams that I know, those guys were tough. You know, they didn't get hurt. Uh, the great players don't get hurt. They just continue to play and they play through things and they do that. And I just, uh, obviously, I know what a talent, he. I know the talent he is. He was very monumental in, in, in helping the organization win the championship a year ago. He's very important to them having at one time a 2-1 lead. And now all of a sudden, he may not be there. So I just, I'm disappointed for the fans. I'm disappointed for the other players and more so I'm disappointed for him because now he's going to start to get that legal.
0: Yeah. And it's, listen, in a utopian world, all the players are always healthy and you really can see who's the best, but the reality is right. AD, can you be a number one? I don't know. Can he be a number two, a hundred percent if healthy, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's been my knock on Chris Paul. I get, some people who agree, some people who push back when I say my, the reason why I don't have him. I have him top 15, but not top 10. And the reason is when his teams need him the most, he tends to be hurt. Again, that's no fault of his own. It's not a knock on his play, but they need you. We see now Embiid in Philadelphia, if you know, mm-hmm. hurt again. We don't know how long he's going to be out. So, or if he's questionable. So that's what scares me too, right? I know that if AD's is healthy, um, we're in good shape. I'm nervous that, that he's not hurt. So, or
1: that he's not there, obviously. made a great point, even about Chris Paul, because the times where he was on teams, whether it was the Rockets or other teams in the past where you thought, well, they're about to go to the finals. They play really good during the year, the playoffs start, he gets injured and it yeah. looked like, like it was repeating itself, you know, with the Suns, And so he goes down, hurts the shoulder. The first thing you start thinking is here we go again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's funny how many times I've heard, oh, they would have won that series if Chris Paul hadn't got hurt. Right. But Yeah, but that's he did part of the game, but he did get hurt. You know, or, or you hear, oh, they wouldn't have won that series if this, you know, I remember the Raptors' uh, Golden State a couple of years back. Oh, well, yes. if KD was healthy. But he wasn't. You play who's in front of you, and, and yes. that's how it is. All right, so I want to shift gears from basketball because, you know, we, we do got a game tonight that we're going to go watch here in a minute, but um every every week we've been taking kind of a a look at at at, at different divisions this week it's an interesting one because it's for me it feels like I don't want to say the have and the have nots but really it kind of is right we got the AFC South you've got at the top right you've got the Colts and the Titans so the Colts now have made a move at quarterback uh bringing in Carson Wentz we think that's probably a good marriage uh there What, what are your expectations for the Colts? Are they, obviously they're going to be, there, it's between them and the Titans, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong for that division, but how do you think Wentz is going to fit in there?
1: Absolutely, Anthony. I think uh, the, the Colts are contenders. You know, they have a very good defensive football team. Uh, they have a good young runner. Uh, they just took Carson Wentz from the Eagles, paired him with a coach that knows him extremely well. and feels like he can get the best out of him. Uh, You don't make that trade without feeling comfortable that you can help this young man get back to where he needs to be. At one time, he was going to be an MVP in the league. So um, I think uh, that move kind of propelled them over the top if they can truly get him back. But they were, uh, to me, a more athletic, a more mobile uh, quarterback away from um, really contending for the Super Bowl. So I would not be surprised if they have a tremendous season.
0: Is Carson Wentz, or how much of, if you say yes, a a big improvement from where Phillip Rivers was in his career last year?
1: I think he's a huge improvement. Not that Phillip couldn't play. I mean, every quarterback at some point in time starts the downward trend. And I thought Phillip played well. You know, he gave them a chance to have a really good season. Um, Could he propel them to where they needed to go? I didn't think so because I didn't think he had the athletic ability anymore. Uh, which he was never a runner, but he could escape, has some escape ability to right. make some, um, they were missing that. And so I think they're going to find that in Carson. I think he's eager to go back out and prove that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So I think timing's everything. And I think it's the right time.
0: Right. It's funny. It's, I feel like we just had this conversation. If he can stay healthy, they're going to be in good shape. All right. So the other half, I guess, in that division is the Tennessee Titans um, obviously Derrick Henry is just a wrecking ball. Um, you know, someone asked the question, uh, I think it was X amount of dollars, but you have to try and tackle him. I'm like, nah, I don't need the money that much. Um, Ryan Tannehill has looked better since leaving Miami. Um, do they have enough? Have they done enough kind of to, to, to win that division next year? Or do you expect them to stay at the top of, uh, of the division?
1: I I hope they do. Um, When I think of the Titans, I think of um, changes. I think of changes on offense, you know, the coordinators now the head coach at Atlanta. I think there's still a marriage that's got to happen that way. Uh, If I'm the new coordinator, I immediately turn the ball and hand the ball to Henry as often as I can uh, just to take that pressure off of me. Uh, But at the same time, they're, you know, they have AJ Brown's receiver. They have some other young receivers. Um, they're, They're in their hunt for Julio Jones. Uh, and I think they need a player like Julio Jones to try to give them a chance to be one of the teams that people don't talk about that they really talk about. Defensively is where they've had their struggles. You know, they haven't been the same team defensively. That's the head coach's forte. So I would suspect that that's going to change a little bit this year. Uh, but in, their issues were in the secondary. So did they do enough to shore up the corner situation? Um, do they have enough young talent in the secondary to, to handle – Uh, these other teams in their division
0: so let's let's let me ask you that question we'll pause there on this division for a second Julio Jones obviously they've been in discussion I think look if any every team in the NFL should probably at least make a phone call right when you have a talent like Julio Jones Uh, uh, do you still think he's got enough in the tank and if you are you know uh, an odds maker where do you where either do you think he's the best fit or who needs him the most
1: um, there is no question in my mind that he has enough in the tank. Um, and you said it best. Everybody could use a Julio Jones. The team that I think that if I had a chance to really impact my offensive football team for a quarterback, it would be Baltimore. If, I, if I'm Baltimore, I'm trying to go get this guy for Lamar Jackson, impair him. Not that they don't have sufficient talent, but that talent has never equated to a great passing game. Uh, hopefully getting a guy like Julio Jones means that you're in the top 10 in the passing statistics as you move forward, because he's just that talented. So uh, I would think a team like Baltimore, who I think are just a piece or two away from being true Super Bowl contenders and have a quarterback who needs to continue to grow in the passing game, you know, give him a, a star wide receiver that he can fire at whenever he needs to. And you got a chance for him to play better.
0: Yeah, it rarely, if ever, hurts a quarterback to have a star go-to receiver.
1: <laughs> <That's true. laughs>
0: um, oh, heard,
1: so- and it's so true. You know, uh, they were talking about the Deion Sanders this era. You know, on I Am Athlete podcast, and he said it's different. He goes back in those days, whether it was Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, uh, Steve Young. You know, those guys. It was like Batman had a Robin. You know. You think of the San Francisco days; those quarterbacks were Jerry Rice. Right. You know, you think of Dallas with Michael Irvin. You know, everybody; those guys. That's what they have, and it's different now. You know, you have quarterbacks who might not be Hall of Fame type, and then the receivers are not at the same caliber. So it's just interesting. But so that's why I say, if you get a chance to get a guy like Julio Jones, you can't. You have to have the discussion. You have to make the phone call, as you mentioned.
0: Do you think the salary? Or the salary cap or how much quarterbacks are getting paid is that making it harder to have that quarterback star wide receiver combination because you see you know teams look teams like the Bears have an Allen robinson don't have a quarterback other teams have the quarterback don't baltimore right doesn't necessarily have a star wide receiver to pair with that superstar quarterback is that just a is that bad general managers putting teams together or is it cap foot problems
1: I think it's a combination of both. I think, um, you know, sometimes you can walk into a bad cap situation. Uh, sometimes people value other things other than that position. You know, I can have one, I want two. you know, I got a chance to get two players for one, you know, um, I just think when you have a, um, uh, you know, a perennial, uh, cornerstone talent, you know, that you have a chance to put on your team, uh, you can't pass them by, yeah. you know, because they make a huge difference, you know, there's there's good better and best you know and and some guys are really good but we're talking about one of the best receivers to ever play the game when we talk about julio jones
0: yeah love him I, i like i said i think any team would be would be lucky to get him so so to the what we expect to be the bottom two teams in the division and going in different directions right so the jags obviously look like they are on the come up. They've got, they got their quarterback. We think um, they made it interesting. You know, I, I get it and I don't get it. I, the The guy, Travis out of Clemson, the running back when James Robinson, I get it. He's undrafted. He had a good season. You don't necessarily want to put all your eggs in that basket, but I think drafting a running back that early when you have other needs was an odd choice. However, it looks like their offense, right? They're, they're, they're on the come up. Whereas the Texans, we don't, do we even know what's happening in Houston? Like we still don't know about what's going on with Sean Watson. We, you know, there's so many question marks. So let, let's start there. So we can end maybe on a positive note. With the Texans, is it gonna be just, will the chaos off the field translate to chaos on the field? Or do you, would you be shocked if it, it kind of brought them together?
1: Uh, I, I would be shocked if it brought them together. Um. I think the biggest piece in this is you're talking about one of the premier quarterbacks in the league may not play. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest um, deal for Houston, Texans, who is the face of their franchise. One of the premier players in the league may not have an opportunity to step on the field. for you. you know, so I think that's more concerning than most things, you know, I think you can work through some of the other issues, but I think that's the biggest issue they have. They have a new coaching staff. Uh, So there's new leadership. Uh, The front office is still what it is. So there's questions there as well. So what happens with Deshaun Watson? What happens? Is he on the team, off the team, not going to play, have a chance to play, uh, career done? I hope that's not the case. I I, I like the young man. Obviously, if the things that are alleged have happened, then I think that's something that has to be dealt with. Uh, But at the same time, where are they today? Um, Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback. Uh, he's very serviceable. I think he's a good player, uh, but he's not the shot. So right. that's different.
0: It's it's impossible to answer this question maybe, but I'm still, I'm going to ask it, you know, the, the crazy, I guess, accident we'll call it that happened to Tyrod at the you know beginning of last season uh, with the lung. Is that something that you've seen before that injury? I mean, and is it something you can come back? Like lungs tough, right? Like you need, you need to breathe.
1: Uh, right. <laughs> Never seen that before in my career. Uh, never heard of it before. And I was in the league a long time. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very happy that Tyrod is able to come back. I think he can. Uh, I think he's handled it as well as any player probably would. Um, and again, he's now poised to be the starting quarterback in, in, in Houston. So um, I'm excited to see how he does this year.
0: Okay, so the Jags. It's funny. They, they, they pick up Trevor Lawrence and yet we don't really talk about them until they sign Tim Tebow. Um, I know how I feel about Tim Tebow. I, I, but let's, let's, we'll, we'll save that for the end. Trevor Lawrence, is he day one starter in Jacksonville and is he, you know, helping that team get wins or is this, Hey, it's a learning year and we're going to take our lumps.
1: I think there's no question he's a day one starter. Uh, there's no one on the roster better than him, so you got to go play the best players. And so I think that's first and foremost. They don't have, you know, a a window uh, to to not playing because the guy that they would be playing if they keep Minshew, it's that's who they would be playing. And they obviously he's
0: listen. If you listen to his cult following.
1: He's yes. the guy, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't think the organization feel that way or they wouldn't have made the decision they made. I think the biggest question about Jacksonville is they got to decide who they're going to be. When you have your coach uh, doing WWF uh, uh, commercials and hitting people with, with computers, and you got your assistant head coach doing footballs and they're doing WWF in your office, that's a whole different world to me. Uh, and, you know, like you said, I know we'll talk about the Tim Tebow situation, but Uh, I think they are a team that is better than people thought. I think they have talent. I think they've added to that talent. Can he do what he's done in college at the pro level? Um, We're going to find out. He's made some questionable decisions and choices. I think we all know that from the strength coach um, to, you know, these things that have been occurring lately, you know, to putting Tim Tebow on the team. So it's just going to be, uh, what that looks like. Now I hope they start eight 0 so people everybody be quiet, you know. But if they lose a few games early, it, it you know, obviously everybody's gonna start taking pot shots out. So sure. it's gonna be interesting.
0: You think that stuff that they're doing off the field is obviously it's it's done intentionally, right? They're they're trying to look, let's be honest, they're trying to sell tickets. That's why they signed Tim Tebow. They're trying to get attention, they're trying to do something different.
1: They have attention and yeah, but they, that's, they Urban Meyer, that's the biggest attention you can get. But I don't need to bring, you know, wrestlers, uh, WWF wrestlers, into my organization for what? I mean, they don't play football.
0: You know, and some if, of them tried. Yeah, <laughs> so, quite <laughs> a few have, of them they tried. Have, yeah, <laughs> yeah they
1: have, we're not going to get a following because of that. You know, yeah. I don't. know I mean, it's what you do on the field in the National Football League. It's it's playing good football exciting football, um, innovative football, that's going to give them a chance to be successful in Jacksonville. All
0: right. So let's, let's go to the Tim Tebow thing. Um, you know, I'll cite with how I feel. So I think I, I know, right. It was Urban Meyer. It's listen, it's not, I, I, I want to make sure I get the saying, right. Um, it's, it's sometimes not what, you know, it's who, you know, and let's just be honest, Tim Tebow's on this team because him and Urban Meyer are super tight. It's like his dad, if you will, like that's why he's on this team. He's been gone for years. He didn't pan out as a quarterback. I, I've said this multiple times and I'll say it again. As a tight end, we don't know if he can run a route. We don't know if he can catch a ball. We don't know if he can block. And I guarantee you, there's probably a hundred other, you know, college tight ends or undrafted tight ends or guys who have are you know unsigned free agents at the tight end position, who we know, we know are better than, than him. Then, and I don't know, listen, I've seen this so many times that they said it was true. And other times that they said it was not true, but I got to ask you this one because it just, it it makes me question. I'm going to wear 85 in honor of Aaron Hernandez. Just, I get it. It was his teammate. I get it. It was his friend, but I think what happened after, right? It would be, it would be the equivalent of Josh Allen saying, I'm wearing 32 to honor OJ Simpson, the greatest Buffalo bill ever. It's just, it's, it's puzzling to the general public. Uh, so, so I think it's a bad move. It's a bad signing. I know why you did it, but uh, then you make bad choices after
1: that. How, what do you think? Anthony I think you can know of it. Um, my concern is, this privilege. You know, here, here is a player who was drafted in the first round as a quarterback, didn't make it in the National Football League, didn't play baseball, didn't make it in baseball. And that doesn't make him a failure by any stretch. I think he's been, obviously, guys, a trophy winner. Uh, he's a, you know, NCAA champion, uh, got an opportunity in the National Football League that a lot of people don't get, um, did some good things, and then, you know, the league caught up to him. Um, now has, you know, did some broadcasting and, and played baseball and has a following. But I don't make him a great player, you know, and I don't make him a tight end either. I mean, you said it. There's a whole bunch of guys who are put in the, the work, the years, the blood, the sweat, the tears, who can't get that opportunity that he got, who are better tight end prospects than he is. And I think that becomes a problem in your locker room because players know you are not going to fool them. They won't say anything. Because no one's going to lose their value saying something, speaking up against something that they know the head coach wants. But at the same time, the first chance they get to show that it is the wrong decision, it will be shown. And it will be loud because people are going to make it really loud. And I just think your first year, that kind of distraction in your locker room that way, I, I don't think you need it, you know. And they live right next door to each other. So it's just, it just – it. What you what you see is what it is. You said it. I mean, they're best of friends. Well, we all can't hire friends. It just it's not how it works. No. You, know I mean? you, you it, thought he
0: would have learned that from the tr- from the trainer, right? Like it yes. was a bad decision. And it was oops. And here's another one that I guess he could get away with because listen, I think we confuse and people get on me because they confuse. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Right. I think T- Tim Tebow might be one of the nicest, maybe greatest. Um, off the field guys, there might ever be. He's a great guy. I'm also not taking away from his college career. He had a right. phenomenal college career. Some say one of the best ever. The, that, but then when I hear it, well, all he does is win. Well, no, in the NFL, that's not all he did. Right. Well, and he, and he had what, three or four opportunities. Yes. He had a nice run in Denver, but let's be honest, there was a really good scheme created for him and they had a phenomenal defense. Phenomenal. phenomenal like i think we're <laughs> under evaluating it right we're under yeah. how good that defense was he didn't it's not like he won a super bowl they didn't go and defeat and like i said so okay you didn't make it so you know oh he's a great locker room guy Well, i don't know how many tight ends lead your locker room right and you know when you say all he does is win eh,
1: not in well, the nfl but well, why do we need a guy I, I hate to say it this way at, at and you just said at that position to police the locker room. That's what your quarterback does. That's what the middle linebacker does. You know, that's what the, the cornerstone players of your team does. You don't need somebody to come in from the outside who with you in college to prove to a national football league player. And Tim knows that as well as anybody. Right. Because You man, know, on- it's,
0: it's almost like an honorary captain. Like it's yeah. not, at this level, you don't need that, do you? No,
1: no. And I just, you know, do you want somebody to carry the message? that's if you think you have no message carriers. Yeah. But you, I don't think they need that. I mean, they have some well-established good players in Jacksonville and for them to do what they're doing. Um, I, I, it was disappointing.
0: Um, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, the, the running back that they, they drafted out of Clemson and I call him Travis, because I know that I'll butcher his last name, a tin, a tinny, <laughs> but uh, Travis, I call him, Tra- I'll just call him Travis from Cloud. <laughs> do you think, was that, was I the only one that thought that's kind of odd or do you think, ah, listen, you, you, everybody has kind of committee backs now anyway. So it was, it was a good pickup.
1: It's odd, but they better start playing at running back. Yeah. I, I, I spent three months with the young man, you know, as I helped train him at the house of athletes and uh, he's very talented. And I, there's no question. They had a, a player last year who played really well for him as a free agent, uh, but he's not Travis, you right. know, okay. if, if Travis is, uh who you say he is when you drafted him you gotta let him play running back that's where his value is that's how he sees himself not that he can't go out and run routes and do those things but you didn't draft him to play receiver you know so why is he playing receiver you know so i just and, and within the organization if we're going to put our chip on a guy i to put our chip on a guy doing something to bring value to the organization that we've seen him do in college that's what we're paying him for
0: right
1: and we're saying oh no we want you to learn a whole different skill set well If they're doing that to enhance his ability to be on the field the same time they have Robinson on the field, great. Uh, If you're saying that this guy's a full-time wide receiver, as some of the reports have come out and said, that is absolutely not smart.
0: And that's the confusing part because I hear – I see those reports. I hear that. And then just before we started, I went just to check on Jacksonville's, you know, on their team site, and I look at their depth depth chart, and he's listed as as their number one running back. So – Okay, that makes more sense to me. I just, I I think it's interesting. Okay. So not, I'm not, let's, let's, I've personally, I've got Colts, Titans, um, Jags, Texans um, in that order. Uh, Would you change anything there?
1: I wouldn't change one. I think um, that is well um, thought out. Uh, Tennessee is the only team that could truly, truly unseat the Colts. And the codes can only destroy themselves, you know, from within. So it's going to be interesting.
0: So we talked a lot about the Jags doing some stuff to, you know, appease the fans. Um, And listen, even the wrestling thing, I know there's, there's like that affiliation with AEW and I I get it. Um, But fans have been in the news a little bit more. I never like when fans or referees, right. Or umpires are in the news. Something's wrong when they're in the news. So we've had, in no particular order, the pop the popcorn incident, throwing popcorn on maybe the worst player you could do anything to because he will come after you if you just say the wrong word, yes. uh, and so they're dumping popcorn on Russ, they're spitting at Trey, um, and they're throwing water bottles at Kyrie. So you know, in in my message to you before we started, I said, "Is fans gone wild?" But it's not like this is new, right? Fans have always done stuff. Right and and look, I get it. It's the vast, vast, vast majority of fans that do this stuff. You po- you know, you coached in Oakland, one of the most. Listen, I went when I lived in the Oakland area. I went to a couple of games. I was sure to wear black and silver, uh, but they, they were they were a rough crowd. But I think is the NFL still a little bit further removed because of, pro- of proximity to the NBA, and maybe that's why we're seeing it more in the NBA. And what's, your, so. what's your take
1: on it? I think so, Anthony. You don't know, question. I mean, everybody. You're gonna laugh when I say this, but a lot of people are bringing up, blaming on COVID. You know that the fans are back. They're in. I mean, it was it was so emotional. They went there. Now they're there. Things are I just stop already. You know, when people start bringing that up, I, I get really disappointed. I think people know right from wrong. You know, the three players that that we're mentioning that these things happen, and then have a guy run out and act like he's gonna putting in a freaking layup in Philly and him on the court. I mean, tackled by a security guard. I mean, there's just too many of these things happening. It's almost like copycat. Yeah. You know, somebody's doing it and then somebody else is going to try it. And I think it's only going to get worse if, if people don't make examples of these guys. And I think that's what's starting to happen with the arrest, you know, of the young man from uh, that did what he did to Kyrie, because I think it needs to happen. If they don't send a stern, uh, warning to the offenders then uh it's going to be a problem
0: so so that was going to be my next question is do you think they should press charges against all of these um all these people i was, I want to say guys but just in case maybe but most of them are guys let's be honest right um do you think they should press so you think because this isn't new like I, I was talking about this earlier i said look they used to throw tomatoes and everyone's like hey that's that's wrong it go way back and throwing anything on the court, but it's not. Listen, to blame COVID, you're right. It's lazy because the malice in the palace was before COVID. Uh, you had guys throwing pop. It's not the first time someone's dumped his popcorn as 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 someone was going out. We've had instances where whether it was refs or players had to be escorted um, out of stadiums or at least off the court. It's it's not it's not new. So to blame COVID, you're right. I think it's lazy. Um, and you think you'd just be happy to be there. So obviously, I think step one is they're banned for life, right? They should never be allowed back in that stadium. But do you think they should all get charges pressed as well? I do.
1: And yeah. because you think of the um, the players, they have no other recourse. I mean, a, a fan could actually injure you. And all of a sudden you say, okay, well, you're just, you know, you can't come into the stadium anymore. I don't think that's enough. And I it, it may not deter some of these particular incidents that are happening. I think you legitimately have to do the right thing and uh, make sure that, hey, look, we've sent a stern warning to any and every offender who would do something to one of the NBA players, not that they have kick gloves on, uh, but at the same time, you have to do what's right. And I just don't think it's it's fair right now. I think you press charges. I think you make sure that they are not allowed to be associated with the team ever again. And, that's what you have to do
0: because look we're we're lucky right one that we get to go to sporting events like that that guy especially the one in boston right those tickets weren't cheap right yeah. so you, you paid a lot of money to go there so you know but what i was gonna say was we're very lucky that we've never had another incident like monica sellis if you remember the tennis player she was stabbed oh, absolutely. right yeah. we're you know people think oh it's a one-time thing no i think we're just really lucky that it, yes. Because they, they, there's opportunity, like you said, running onto the court, that easily could have been something else. And and that's what scares me is that if you let it go, right, the next thing is bigger. The next thing is always bigger. It's worse. it's That's kind of the way it works.
1: Well, I think it was really interesting. How do we know of the ones that did not happen? Right. You know, that were stopped, that people all of a sudden never heard of because it was never let out. And I think that's the other side of it. And so I think uh, the the NBA, I uh, think has to be very diligent with this and really take it as a threat and handle it appropriately. Because if they don't, you said it, I mean, it could, it could get worse.
0: So baseball, ha- I believe it's baseball. It might've been soccer. Maybe it's both. When someone runs onto the field now, they don't show them, right? They purposely don't let the camera kind of show what they're doing because they know, look, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get attention. Do you think it was wrong of because they released the name of the guy who threw the bottle at Kyrie and they released his name and said, this is the person they're charging, the, you know, they're pressing charges, et cetera. Do you think that's a bad thing? Because let's be honest, part of what they're doing is to get attention. And by putting their name out there, other people think, Hey, this is a way for me to become famous.
1: That, you know, I mean, this is a copycat league, you know, and that's what, I mean, it, that's what people do. You know, they see them do it. I'll do it. What's going to be the consequences? They weigh it, you know, and if they think it's not, much then oh yeah you're gonna get somebody to do it again that's why i think again the nba has to come out and be very stern and harsh about punishment in order to deter this because it's gonna happen if they don't
0: have you have you ever gone through uh, obviously like i said football the proximity is a little bit different but have you ever had to deal like them throwing stuff onto the field at you guys or oh
1: yeah i mean you but never at the players, you know. They, they throw it onto the field as a protest, you know. Right. In the, you know, I I get that that's going to happen from time to time. But I've never witnessed or seen anybody throw a bottle or plastic container or anything. Right. At the players, he's walking in. You, I you
0: did do. see I, I did see some Eagles fan, fans throw snowballs at Santa, but but also that wasn't a player.
1: No, they're different.
0: That that might be the one exception. Um. Last thing on, on this one and it's it's one listen S- Stephen A was having a, a talk on first take and and he brought up the issue of race. When we look at this, right it's it's a very very high number of white guys throwing stuff at black athletes. Now it's the NBA, so 70% of the more it, right I, I get it, but at the same time, do you think race plays any role? in this, and and is it becoming, and this is maybe a good thing, are the players saying, hey, enough's enough, we're not gonna stand for this anymore?
1: I agree with both. I think it is an issue, a racial issue. I think the players have finally said we had enough. I think LeBron speaking out, saying we wanna know who that player is, kind of set the tempo and mode that the players, they weren't gonna go for it no more. Kevin Durant speaking out. I mean, I think, um, and I think we've noticed when the star NBA players say something, Things move, things yeah. change, right? you know? And so I think it's going to change and it is, I mean, we don't, we're not talking about minorities standing up and throwing stuff at the Caucasian players. We're talking about Caucasian throwing stuff at the minority players, you know, and all those players we're talking about that it happened with their, their alphas, you know, and so people like them. I mean, obviously Kyrie played in, in Boston. Uh, they want to use that against them. Russell is who Russell is, you know, Russell, Russell can get going and people don't like that. You know, right. people kind of say, Hey, you think you're somebody that you're not, but but he's still uh, an entertainer, you know, and so he deserves the right to to do his job as well as anybody at the safety of, of of what they offer.
0: Yeah, I think the I think the comment was older players, like old like if we go back 30, 40 years, we're kind of like, Hey, yeah, it's it's part of it, right? They didn't want to rock the boat, you know. And then other people will say, Well, hey, they should just be Happy to get paid millions of dollars, you know, to play this game, and and it was in the same thing with Stephen A. Where Max Kellerman was like, no, they didn't hit the lottery, they didn't win because they scratched a ticket. They worked their lives, right? They put in a lot of hard work to get to where they are, and they deserve to be treated with that respect. um And I think you're right. I think that or I think he was right when he said like older players just kind of, hey, that's just the way it is. They let it go, and now today's players are saying, hey, guys, enough's enough, and that's a good thing because it it shouldn't happen.
1: Um, but we talked about it a long time ago, this uh, diversity, inclusion, the issues that are happening in race, they're still there, you know, and and, with, and no one, you know, every now and then you'll get somebody try to make this a black, white issue, but it is, you know, let's let's see it for what it is. Let's quit denying what's really happening and really dig. I, I always use this term, dig into it and see what it really is. Um, somebody's mad at somebody for what? What are you mad at Kyrie for?
0: Well, okay. So, so Ky- I, get why, I get why he's mad at Kyrie. I do. He went and kind of stomped out like a cigarette on the Celtics logo. I get it. If I was a player of the Celtics, I probably would have run out and pushed him probably right. like they did with Terrell Owens when he stomped on when the star. Did this
1: happen? I didn't hear that.
0: Oh yeah. So, so what happens is he goes to the middle of the court. They had just won the game. Kyrie steps on the Celtics logo and kind of, you know, like he's putting out a cigarette butt on the floor and then turns around as he's walking out the tunnel, He the, the fan throws the bottle. So here's the thing, I get the anger, I do. I even get the booing throughout the game. I understand you hate him because he was on your team and the way he left, I get it. But then there's that line, right? I can boo him, yes. I can scream at him, but I don't throw something at him. And that's where I, yes. look, I, I'm I, not the one that says, hey, let's make it about race all the time. But I, I, unfortunately, you know me, I look it up, I do my research, I, I, I see and And facts yes. just kind of punch you in the face and say, well, here's a bunch of you know white guys who probably had a few drinks who think I've paid this ticket. And they'll tell you, right? I've paid this ticket for these guys to entertain me. It's their job to entertain me. And if I want to yell and scream and throw stuff at them, that's my prerogative because I bought this ticket. And the reality is, no, it's not. It is your prerogative to go watch the game, it, to enjoy them, to boo them, to cheer them. Absolutely. But then there's that line, right? There's that line because you feel safe up in the crowd throwing it. And I've... Yeah. To a much much lesser extent, ex, uh, extent I understand that, and that, or they're hiding behind their keyboards and they're like, "You're the biggest dummy in the world," and you know, right. and some, some <laughs> expletives. I get it every day. I get it. Um, Are you too? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. And it's like, yeah, you're real. Everyone's real tough, and you know, uh, you know when they're safe. And someone in the crowd throwing a bottle knows he's not going to come up and punch me in the face. Yeah. Would he ever walk up to them in the middle of the street? And throw a bottle right at him, or dump. Pop. Would you go up to Russell Westbrook? I get it; he's not a fighter. I'm not saying that. But would that same person walk up to Russell Westbrook and dump popcorn on his head and just stand there in front of him? No, never, no. never. No. never. No. So, so why do so why do it that way? It just it, that's what bothers me. I think more than anything, it's just this this entitlement that I bought my ticket, so I'm allowed to do that, or you know this this fake tough guy who just feels i can do it because i'm in the safety of you know of the crowd or behind a computer that that's what bothers
1: me i think you got some fake tough guys that's for sure I,
0: I think there's there's quite a few so the last thing before i let you go i don't know if you could sit up a little bit because i want to want to make sure everybody sees the yeah. tennessee state um we're, we're down there how are things going what's uh what's on the agenda
1: going good the players uh it was their first day today uh we so we got a chance to um uh, meet with them as a team, got a chance to start into the cardiovascular portion of this process, uh, you know, start to get them installed so they can learn systems. Uh, it was an unbelievable turnout. It was an unbelievable first experience with them. Now we just have to stay consistent and keep it going. Uh, we as coaches, we get to be around them for two, two hours during the week, only two hours. You know, you can pick it up. You can be, it can be 30 minutes every day. It could be, you know, two, two hour, two one hour days, but you get to play with those two hours however you want. So there's a lot of work we got to cram into this little time in order to get these guys up to speed and understand what we're trying to do.
0: So how are are you guys breaking up? Are you doing little 30 minute chunks every day or are you doing longer ones? uh, No, we're
1: doing a longer one because we're installing right now. I think as we get closer to installation being in, then hopefully we can get it to where it's 30 minutes so you can spend more time with them every day as opposed to twice a week right
0: um and so uh, first day so things that's 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 exciting it sounds like it's i didn't get my call so i guess you don't want a guy that runs a 45 second 40 so that, 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 that's okay i was out training I was out training yesterday but i didn't, I didn't I think get... if
1: you're training and you're still running 45 that's not good then you need to stop training
0: <laughs> i think i could walk it a little bit quicker um so that, that's all I had. Coach, like I said, it's great to have you back. I'm glad you're feeling better. Anything, kind of final words you want to send us off with?
1: No, I, I think my, yeah, I guess my final word is let's find out who the Lakers really are tonight. Yes. Let's really um, see if LeBron James uh, is still King James, uh, regardless of what Anthony Davis does, whether he plays or don't play. Um, you know, we're talking about the, our Los Angeles Lakers, and they need to step up and go into Phoenix and go in this game and come back home and win the next one and move on to the next round. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
0: I, I think he's going to have to, and, and look, I get it at, I'm not, I don't want to call him old because I'm older than he is, but at his age, right. He's not the same guy. And, and I'd love to see kind of that, you know, just that you, you we've seen great players, right. Like Kobe in his last game, mm-hmm. right. You, you've seen that, 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 that outpouring, you know, Jordan as a wizard dropping 50, like we've yes. seen that. I, I want to yes. see that LeBron, that, that game where like, wow, like when he needs to, he can mm-hmm. still put up, you know, cause he's going to need one of those, you know, 43 point triple doubles. Yeah. Like that, that's yes. what's going to, what's going to yeah. need to happen because everyone's letting him down. Right. I yeah. said this, you know, AD being the top scorer in those two wins, right. Is that's what they needed is so that he can do his other stuff. And now he's going to have to take on the load of, of two guys. So uh, I'm excited to go see him do that and uh, get it, you know, at least take a lead in the, in the series. And then obviously carries it to the next round. All right, coach. I appreciate it as always. Thank you so much. Are you fluent in sports? Get the full sports fluent experience by joining us on YouTube by searching sports fluent or you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at sports underscore fluent or by visiting sportsfluent.com. Need more from sports? Don't forget to check out undraftedsports.com. The Undrafted Sports Media Network has everything you need from every sport under the sun.